Hello everyone and welcome to this latest edition of PR Not BS with me Fiona Scott. I really hope you're having a good day, a good week, a good month and get here we're suddenly at the end of 2023 it only seems like five minutes ago that I was talking to you about 2023 and now we're talking about 2024 but I just want to do this to give you a kind of heads up and to make you think during December and and during that sort of downtime or that pause time around Christmas and New Year of you planning some content planning your stories whether that's on social media or blogs or newsletters or with the media coming up for 2024 and I just wanted to talk to you about some trends that are happening both in the world of PR and in the media and there's massive crossover between them though they are subtly different in some ways. So uh, the first thing I'm going to talk to you about are things that I think from a PR perspective that are going to be considered by people like me and PRs like me and if you're doing your own PR then it might be helpful for you to consider them as well. Um, these are trends and trends from year to year. They don't change massively, but new things do come up. So I, I want you to think about that. So one of the first things I want to think about, which won't surprise you, is AI and technology and the rising of AI. That will come up within PR as with anything else. And many of you may already be using ChatGBT and other resources to help you come up with ideas. And I think that will trend will continue and it will become more sophisticated and there'll be more resources. And I don't want you to think that that bothers me. It really doesn't. I think anything that can help you tell stories is really good. However, please pause with this because I'm already seeing people, even clients on some occasions, just repeating what an AI has said, not even checking it through, not making sure that it's fluid, not making sure that it works, not making sure that it makes sense. So if you're going to use AI to give you content ideas or anything like that, please pay attention to the detail. And the second thing leading on from AI that I want you to think about is that as AI gains more ground and becomes more embedded in every sector and every part of our life, I think this will mean that personality and our uniqueness will become a more of value and more important. And your own authentic voice, authenticity should grow and should move forward more strongly in 2024. If you don't do that and you focus on just business messages and the services you can offer, you are going to enter a world of beige vanilla that everyone else like you is going to do. It won't set you apart. It won't thrill Google or other search engines because there will be nothing unique about it. And it is for that reason that I think personality will become more and more important. So please consider that if you are still hiding behind your business and your brand, I don't care how big your company is, in time, you will start to see that your visibility slacks off or even falls and other people will come above you. And you will start to realize that personality really counts. There are other reasons for this. When you listen to the other trends I'm going to talk about, I think this will make sense even more. So remember, authentic voice, authenticity. I think there'll be more acceptance of not within the traditional media, but on social media of selfies and um, raw footage of things 
things in terms of video that all builds into, into authenticity. And I think you will see this slowly leaking into the news as well. We're already seeing it around you know, we started to see it in lockdown, but you're seeing it around wars and things like that, where the only footage available is something that's quite poor quality, might be portrait instead of landscape, but it's in the moment, it's there in the moment. So don't be worried now, as you might have been in the past, if you are an event and you see a celebrity and you want to do a quick selfie and then you think afterwards, damn, that's portrait, not landscape, someone like Fiona won't use it. I think more and more we will use it for those moments that are unexpected and unpredictable. That does not mean, folks, that I think that you shouldn't have professional images. I still do, but in certain circumstances, the less professional, more raw, if you like, and I mean raw, R-A-W, that will be more acceptable. Okay, I think you will see the continuing strengthening of social media that will continue, particularly around LinkedIn and thought leadership and around video content is going to be increasingly important. I think that influencer marketing will grow and grow. And it will make sense when I talk to you more about what's coming down the line and the trends coming down the line. But influencer marketing, really important for the younger generation. They will, if they are looking and searching for something across social media platforms, and increasingly they use social media platforms for searching, they will be influenced by the people that they care about. There will be nuanced celebrities, so traditional celebrities, but also celebrities who are podcaster, celebrities who are TikTokers, who will be talking about products and they will influence people's purchasing decisions so influencer marketing will be more important so don't turn down that if you come across someone who's an influencer within a community within a sector within a brand or within a certain range of products don't be afraid to reach out to them and to ask you know what will it cost me what will it do that you can get you talking about me if you see what I mean don't be afraid to ask the question it's fine to say oh actually it's a bit above my budget I, I can't go there because the a-listers will be above most people's budget but often micro influencers and small influencers will do things for 20 quid or 50 quid or 100 quid whatever and that might be a really good way of spending some of your marketing that is not going to stop i believe that in-person events will be stronger in 2024 and that will keep going and i think the reason for that is we are truly moving out of lockdown we've got used to the tools where we can talk to each other online and they are dead useful but that means that that face-to-face -face contact will be more and more important and more valued. So it might mean we do less of it, but it does mean we'll commit earlier, probably plan earlier and go for it when we choose the events we want to go for. So I think in-person will become more important, but you can't offer something that's bland vanilla or a bit rubbish you need to be thinking four and five star not one and two star we'll just do it on the cheap it will be better to stay online if you've got no budget you need to think about quality when it comes to in-person events okay the other thing the big thing is you need to consider generation z they are coming through as a really powerful generation behind the millennials so millennials are the biggest buying generation in history 
they overtook the baby boomers in 2015. In 2024, the oldest millennials will turn 43 years old. So if that's your demographic, you need to consider that in your marketing. But Generation Z is coming like a train. This is the generation who have always known the internet, who have always known digital technology. And they are the ones that are coming hard into the arena. It is estimated in 2024 that they already make up 40% of consumers. Think about that. 40% already by the way they buy. And this is why previous trends I've mentioned are going to be increasingly important to pay attention to. These are the people you are going to be recruiting who are going to be buying your stuff, who are going to be um, using social media in a way that previous generations haven't been using it. And you need to pay attention to that. So Generation Z, born between 1997 and 2012. Okay, 1997, 2012. So for me personally, that is um, that is three of my four children. And when I think of how they make purchasing decisions um, and how they receive the world and how they react, everything I've said to you is happening in my own household. I cannot stress that to you enough. So you need to consider that in what you're doing. If you want your business to be for younger people and to really matter five years down the line and 10 years down the line. So why is that important? Well, Generation Z are different. You can do your own research on this, but basically they have strong values. Okay, much stronger values than uh, the millennials and my generation. This often is around justice. So racial justice, inclusion of marginalized groups, So that's around LGBTQ, people with disabilities, neurodivergence, everything. They are massively into sustainability and making life choices around sustainable issues, around living a greener life, around what they eat, what they drink, what they consume when it comes to sustainability. This will matter with recruitment and retention. So you do need to pay attention to that. They will prioritise mental well-being, mental health and well-being and mental illness. This may lead some people to say things like they're a weaker generation. um, They don't want to work. They're lazy. And there will be a small percentage who are like that, as there has been in every generation before them. Don't get caught up in that argument, folks, because... Generation Z are working with the tools that we have created for them. They have been brought up in an environment that we and the generation before us have created for them. So blaming them for being a certain way is pointless and it absolutely does not reflect the reality of the situation. We have created the millennials. I mean, I'm my 50, so I'm generation whatever it is, X generation x so therefore we have created the millennials we have created generation z and the generation coming behind them so don't get caught up in that blaming the generation for being weaker or anything like that they are not they are simply different and they have different priorities so i hope you found that useful that's a general thinking around pr and i want you to consider that within your own business 
and within how you might do your own PR if you are doing your own PR because my retained clients and those that I train are going to hear these things over and over again over the 12 months but subjects the media might be interested in and therefore you need to pay attention to and you need to align your business and expertise to these things and be prepared for the awareness days and weeks where these might be in topical you need to prepare early for this okay so here are things that are going to come up February is a leap year so leap year is going to come up as a thing so remember that so february 2024 is a leap year there's an extra day and there's loads of things that come with that so you need to consider that the olympics and the paralympics will come up in 2024 it will start kicking off in january it will kick off even more in april and then there will be loads on that so there's loads of things you can talk around that you know around teamwork team building you know resilience training passion, focus, dedication, failure, all of those things will come up around those two massive events. So if you know any Olympians or Paralympians, you want them to guest blog or guest on your podcast, do it in 2024. It will be relevant. They could be past athletes. That's fine. They could have P-O-Y after their name or O-L-Y after their name. If you know these people, cozy up to them in 2024. And if you are one of them, this is a time to really push your business and remind people of your own achievements. Okay, things that the media will talk about. The weather will continue to be a topic. I bring this up all the time with my tribe around me and also all of my clients. What country you're in, the weather, you know, is it extreme? Is it impacting you personally or your business? Have you got caught up in something with the weather? Can you take pictures? Has it affected your holiday? And this is to do with climate change, changing weather patterns, changes to the Gulf Stream, many of those things will come up. So please pay attention to the weather and how it might affect you and your business and how that can be a tool for PR. But try to do it with good intention and natural intention. Don't do it for desperate marketing where it's a really tenuous link. Green and eco-friendly topics will keep coming up, moving towards renewable energy. So examples of good practice examples of what you can do tips and hints around this will be valuable the next thing i'm going to talk about is mental health and well-being will continue to be a topic along with mental illness and poor mental health suicide and all of the things that go with those things will continue to be important so if you're working in any of those sectors pay attention to the weeks and the awareness months and talk about them and write thought leadership pieces especially on linkedin it is thought that thought leadership pieces on LinkedIn will be prioritized heavily next year. I'm not a techie person, but the storytelling side. So pay attention to that. Women and women over 50, women in menopause, issues around poverty and period poverty, things that women have to deal with that don't affect men will continue to be a subject the media will cover in 2024. The issues around trans rights, trans women, trans men, uh, those individuals will continue. It is my hope that the mainstream media in the UK will start to be more sympathetic and inclusive, helpful and supportive of this minority of our population who are still human beings. In the majority of cases, they just want to be happy. I don't buy into the mantra that they are taking things away from women. We don't hear that about trans men. And I don't buy into the mantra that there's a huge amount of people out there using the trans conversation in order to attack women. 
There are criminals in every sector of society who exploit someone. This, the trans people or people who step into that do not do it lightly. It is, causes a huge change. It causes huge ripples in their own lives, in their families. It disrupts their lives. And I do believe they're just trying to be happy to be who they are within their own skin. And I do hope that the British media will start to support that. There's nothing wrong with calling out criminals when those things arise. We don't have to take a whole sector of our society and criminalise them. That for me is just abhorrent and vile, but you'll have to have your own take on that. But I do think trans issues will continue to be a subject in 2024. As always, but more than ever, strong human interest stories are really important. This is where business owners can talk about their backstories, can talk about things that have happened to them in the past. And also charities need to focus very heavily on case studies. People who have received help from a charity or an organization who are willing to share the stories and their outcomes, the beginning, the middle and the end. Those kind of case studies have always been important, but they will become even more important in 2024. I've already touched on AI and tech will be a theme. It will continue to be a theme. And wrapped up in that will be GDPR, cybersecurity, cyber threats, hacking, ransomware, and the protection of personal data and personalities online. That will continue to be a trend. I think it will grow and it will balloon even more in 2024. The media will talk also in 2024 about continuing impacts of war, both locally, where they're taking place, sadly, and the wider ramifications to the economy and to the world. And also, when we're talking about impacts, cost of living will continue to be a thing in 2024, sadly. We could even go into recession. And I think that I'm going to separate out from that the housing crisis in the UK. I don't know however it is in the rest of the world, but that crisis is growing in the UK. We have a lack of housing. Housing is less affordable. Generation Z, the older ones, are beyond affording a house or even affording rents. Often they can be called generation rent, but I think you'll find increasingly they're going to be generation stay at home with mum and dad because even rents are becoming unaffordable. That will continue. Another conversation that will come a lot is the NHS in 2024, more than ever as a separate subject. And the fact that it is crashing and imploding, particularly around A&E, social care, GP services, Uh, Those front-facing services are imploding, and I think there'll be more and more stories around that. I think there'll be more and more deaths attributed to it, Um, lack of staff. We've had a lot of industrial action this year. I think that that will become an even bigger trend in 2024. I don't think we'll see it around very specialist care, which might be around cancer treatment or around brain and neuro issues. Where there are specialist centres and money is ring-fenced, I think there'll be a little bit more protected. But what won't protect is the process to get into those centres. That journey to get there, that journey to get a diagnosis will become more and more traumatic in my view and more and more difficult in 2024 and I think there will be issues around that and sadly I think people will die as a result of it there will need to be a conversation about properly funding the NHS and that leads me on to the next thing politics will become a bigger noise in 2024 And anyone in the UK will know why, in the USA as well, 
because we're going to have a general election at some point and all that that will bring. It's highly likely in the UK, the one can say for certain, that we will end up with either a coalition government or a new Labour government. So there will be new things, there will be new priorities and there will be new expenses upon the general public and all the arguments that go in with that. Brexit will come back up as a subject. Remember, if a new government wants us to go back into Europe, there's no way that European Union is going to give us an easy ride for that. And that will bring up a whole load of things, which includes losing the pound. They will insist we take on the euro. There are lots of things that are going to come up around that. So be aware. The other thing I want you to think about is there will be more and more demand for stories around anything to do with lifestyle, the way everyone lives their lives. So I'm going to pull out from that nutrition, food, recipes, what we eat, home decor, the way we decorate our homes, fitness, and anything around sex, relationships, and dating. Anyone that works in those areas will be in demand for the media for 2024. We've already seen this happening in the last few years, particularly around lockdown. There's no reason to think it won't continue and become stronger. And some of my next things will make it obvious why. Education is always a good story. I think that will continue in 2024. There'll be arguments around GCSEs, around A-levels, around university degrees, the fallout from the disaster of universities in this current year. So look out for education stories. I want to encourage you all to think about data in your business for a story. That will become more and more important. If you uh, have a lot of clients, deal with a lot of people, or you run a community type organization or even a charity, doing surveys with them up to four times a year is a really great thing to pull forward stories. Data makes stories, folks. I ought to do a podcast on how you use data, but it could be that you can use data to show the area in the UK that has the most engaged business owners or small business owners or the most therapists or that is the most, you know, mentally aware, as it were, around mental health issues. Data can show all sorts of trends around postcodes, around regions, and you can use your community to create data-led stories. If you are not doing this and you've got data sitting there, why not? Why aren't you doing that? If you're gathering data within your organization or your company anyway to help with sales, to help with customer journey, to help with understanding how your clients are coming to you, it can be used for media reasons too. Don't neglect that area. The National Protect Uh, press particularly if you are able to survey 500 people or more that can become a national survey which can be used with the media if it's 100 or more it might be suitable for local regional or business press do not neglect that it's a slam dunk easy story to tell um it's the kind of thing that if you're listening to this and you think oh i could do with doing more of that i need to understand it better um that's a good thing to book a power hour with somebody like me and i can look at your organization and walk you through it look at the data you've already got or suggest the way you might gather data in the future anyone can do it i can do it you can do it it just depends the only difference is scale really of how you want to do it data makes stories and the final message i want to leave you with for this podcast episode is this we have seen in 2023 a further contraction of the traditional media uh, it's very sad for someone like me less local journalists uh, they're having more content creators this means the demand for us to supply stories will get even greater for us in 2024 so the PR side of me embraces this the journalist side of me thinks this is terrible 
I'm in a real cleft stick about this. I'm between a rock and a hard place. And any journalist who does PR will get what I'm saying about this. But the reality is us moaning about it doesn't change it. So we either make the best of it or the worst of it. This means, folks, that more and more you as individuals are part of the media, whether you're submitting articles, you're on a guest as on a podcast, you're running your own podcast, your own YouTube channel, you're a guest on those things, the opportunities for you to be out there are growing ever stronger. So make that part of your PR in 2024. If you're working with someone like me, make it clear that you want to be a podcast guest, you want to do guest blogs, you want to be a speaker on YouTube channels, and then I can decide where to place you. If you're doing it yourself, you need to do research on would I be a suitable guest for that YouTube channel run by my mate down the road? Because you might not, you might not fit their brief. Don't bother them if you don't and don't be annoyed if you don't fit the brief. You know, if you're running a YouTube channel or a podcast, it's up to you the type of client you want. It's up to you what the parameters are. And if you find you don't fit, then create something where you do. Don't blame others for not being the right fit. Create something where you are the presenter. You're the head honcho. It's all about you. I'm going to leave it there. I hope that that's useful to you as we go into 2024. You know where you can find me, folks. You can book a power hour at any time via my website, www.scottmedia.uk. You can join my tribe on Facebook. It's free. Fiona Scott's PR tribe, or you can follow me on my podcast here. You can connect with me on LinkedIn, on X, on Facebook as Fiona Scott or as Scott Media. It's up to you, but good luck. I hope that 2024 is a really productive, healthy and happy year for you, both personally and in business or in your professional life or within your organisation. Go and have the best 2024 that you can. And remember what D.H. Lawrence says, if you can't make the best of it, what can you do? Make the worst of it? So you might as well make the best of it, folks. And I'm wishing you all a very happy Christmas and a really, really happy new year. And I'll see you on the other side. 